Building your business was hard. Getting out of it on your terms can be even harder. Welcome to the Tobin Leff M&A Podcast, where you can rewrite the next chapter of your life with the help of business owners who have been in your shoes. In the past decade, Tobin Leff has completed over 125 successful merger and acquisition and exit planning engagements across the U.S. with a focus on marketing, advertising, PR, and digital firms. Go online to TobinLeff.com to learn about the latest in business so that you can build and monetize your company value. Join us now for today's conversation. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Tobin Leff M&A Podcast. I'm David Tobin, founder of Tobin Leff. I'm pleased to be with you today to talk about a growth strategy. It's getting a lot of traction in today's marketplace, that being growth via aquahires. The synonyms that many of you may have heard for the concept includes bolt-ons, tuck-ins, add-ons, all terms that describe a similar strategy, that being to acquire a block of business that typically is comprised of the principal or principals of the firm, their client lists, their skills, their capabilities. Where an aqua hire differs from a traditional acquisition is that typically the buyer is not looking to maintain the brand. And the group that's coming is, in most cases, smaller than what would warrant a traditional acquisition structure that might be valued based on a multiple of EBITDA. So to share insights and information with you, I'm pleased to be joined by two experts, Jeff Lambert, founder and CEO of Lambert, a strategic communications firm specializing in PR, investor relations, and integrated marketing solutions. I will also be joined by my partner, Holt Vaughn. Holt owned a very successful marketing firm. He joined my group a few years ago as a partner, and over the past couple of years, Holt has helped a number of our clients, both buy side and sell side, with aqua hire opportunities. We're going to begin the conversation with some questions posed to Jeff. Jeff, welcome, and again, thank you for joining us and sharing your experience with our listeners. Thanks for having me, David. Jeff has built the firm with 75 people, four offices. They're based in Grand Rapids with offices in Phoenix, Detroit, and New York. He has built his firm with seven acquisitions, two of which fit the mold of an aqua hire opportunity. Jeff, if we can, from your experience, you've done seven acquisitions. For our audience, explain how you feel an aqua hire may different from a traditional acquisition. You know, I think it's uh, it's a it's a term that um, I just came across even a few years ago. Uh, but the difference between an acquisition uh, traditionally and an aqua hire. Uh, is really your, uh, it's a lift out. We used to call them a lift out, uh, but a lifting out of a team, a practice group, a group of people uh, versus the brand or the entire firm. So you're not uh, getting the the operational people, you're not getting the brand, uh, but you are getting talent in a specific area of expertise 
uh, or talent base. And we found it to be a great way to to grab uh, really smart, talented people in, in bulk. Great. So some advantages or way to differentiate just hiring or adding talent and trying to grow organically, an aqua hire will do what for you? So when we look at aqua hires, we'd like to have some expertise in that area. So it immediately bolsters an area where we are pre-existing in terms of our experience or background, or it's, it's additive in an area that we think that we can bring to our existing clients. So for instance, uh, one of our aqua hires was in Phoenix and we were able to really build some real depth in automotive and mobility, but also add uh, real estate, specialty finance, some other areas such as that, uh, as well as geography. So uh, we look at it as uh, it needs to be complementary to what we have uh, and uh, adding depth. Great, great. And certainly some added benefits of an aqua hire compared to just hiring talent. They typically come with a block of business and the people who are joining your organization, they've proven that they can generate new business. I'm sure you take those points into account as you assess opportunities. We certainly do, although oftentimes an aqua hire is, is somewhat constrained or trapped within their organization because perhaps they're an orphan practice area uh, or they haven't been able to get beyond that smaller practice group hump. So uh, perhaps they are functioning as a small firm in some ways, a million or two million in revenue, uh, but can't win those bigger pieces of business without broader resources of a firm and the firm that they're connected to uh, uh, does not have a focus in that area, for instance. And so mm -hmm. what we've been able to do is to give that um, a, a, kind of a shot in the arm, if you will, uh, and give them the broader resources to expand services that they sell to their existing clients, as well as to, to be a stronger business development effort using their brains and their expertise tied to our expert, our experience. Great. Jeff, you mentioned that you completed an acquisition in March of this year, and it's the first time you're trying to onboard and handle the integration remotely. I'm sure that's a challenge. As it relates to new opportunities, whether traditional acquisitions or aqua hires, how has the pandemic impacted your approach and your strategies? You know, I think the uh, we certainly wouldn't have forecasted uh, or planned to, to do an acquisition during, uh, during COVID-19. Uh, at the same time, it was many years in the, in the works. Uh, it was an opportunity to take over a business um, that had an exiting CEO and oftentimes that can be a difficult thing, but that has a valuation discount booked in. So the timing of it had less to do with the opportunity to, to make it happen. And as with all of our acquisitions, we have an earnout component to it. That earnout protects us on the downside. What we're seeing in this in this pandemic, certainly some retainer and ongoing clients pulling back, scaling back, but with an eye toward the future. So much of that is is temporary. Uh, at the same time, we think that 
we followed the, the pattern of most private equity right now, which is to pull back capital, focus on their core holdings, in our case, our core business. We've made three acquisitions in the past year, so we're focused on making sure to optimize those. At the same time, we had a we were six days away from closing a, another acquisition and decided to put that on hold because of the pandemic. Um, that is on indefinite hold. I think when we when we came back, when we come back, there will be a, a difference in how we value that. Uh, probably something along the lines of a holdback uh, or something holding on uh, to some of that uh, EBITDA multiple or revenue for the first year to make sure that the pandemic is a temporary effect, not a long-term effect. Uh, but uh, you know, certainly had a a huge impact on acquisitions in general in the general market, lower middle market where we live uh, as well. Got it. Once we come out on the back end of this pandemic and owners have more visibility on their earnings, Jeff, what do you foresee your typical model or deal structure might be for aqua hire opportunities, not traditional acquisitions I, i'd like to ask about that in a moment but if we could just just stay on aqua hires what, what's your typical model or deal structure uh so so typically we're uh you know first off we're looking for again established expertise to give us depth or new services to our existing clients mm -hmm. uh geographic uh, geographic complement uh, should be part of it as well but when it comes to deal structure we're typically, uh, an acquihire is a different deal structure, shorter term. Um, sometimes there's a, sh a small earnout. Uh, other times there's, there's, uh, there's it's only a year versus perhaps in a traditional acquisition, it's two to four year earnout. Uh, and so it, it depends uh, in, in that way. The deal structure is going to be employment agreements for, uh, for the talent, uh, typically with something tied to the retention of those clients. Uh, and negotiating um, some kind of a payment uh, with either the owners of that uh, that organization that you're pulling that team, or uh, you know, or the individuals who are coming to say, here's value we're, we're placing on the clients that you're that you're coming uh, and bringing us. Good. How do you handle the sellers, or in this case, the team that's joining you? Their, their balance sheet, their assets and liabilities before they join your organization. How is that? You know, we have always, yeah, so we've always, we've always done, uh, you know, an asset purchase in, in terms of we don't, we don't want to have those, you know, trailing liabilities, if you will. Uh, but we, we look at most things like cash or receivables and those would stay with, uh, stay with the seller. Uh, you know, occasionally there's some negotiation over uh, the transition period of time, uh, but for the most part, uh, those everything that they have earned, they keep. And we're talking more going forward. What is our, uh, you know, what's the value that's going to be provided to us? Good, good. So you mentioned employment agreements. Typically, the seller would retain their assets depending upon how attractive the opportunity is for you may dictate if there's some dollars up front 
I assume you also would assume if they have a, an office lease or some other ongoing liabilities, those would be assumed by your organization, correct? They would be. We'd like it to. We'd like to present to the clients as as seamless as possible. So if it's an aqua hire, a traditional aqua hire, where we're pulling them out of an organization, uh, then we would need to find new office space for them. Uh, if it's you know kind of an aqua hire where they're transitioning their their people, a small number of people, to our organization, then we take that lease over. We want it to you know we take over their phone systems and the basic uh, operations because we want it to be as seamless as possible functioning every day uh, to, to clients. Uh, and, you know, the other piece of this, which is maybe important if there's, if there are potential uh, sellers out there, you know, we do require things like uh, non-solicitation agreements uh, mm -hmm. so that you, uh, you know, and short-term non-competes to say, we're going to, we're going to ostensibly buy your business from you uh, your client base plus employment contracts, we would like you not to then just take that across the street and, and start over again. And so we tend to we tend to believe in the, the market economics that long term we're not going to have restrictions, but short term, uh, while we're while we're still paying for the business, we'd have some restrictive covenants in place. Understandable, Jeff. While we're on the topic of deal structure, terms and provisions. Would you mind outlining your typical deal structure if it's a, an acquisition, a larger firm where you are acquiring the brand, the talent, the people? How do you typically structure those opportunities? We uh, we um, almost exclusively will look at an EBITDA multiple uh, and an average over the past couple of years. Uh, with some factor of what is the growth rate, uh, take that EBITDA multiple, and then that gets to your uh, gets to the price. Uh, the price then is paid. We pay 25 to 35 percent uh, down at closing, and then we'll have an earnout of two or three years, typically uh, uh, after that. We've had as long as a five-year earnout, as short as a two-year earnout. But the, both of those uh, factor that into the valuation. So the longer the earnout, the higher the value you should be willing to pay. The lower the the earnout time period, the the lower the value. So uh, that's typically how we have, have looked at it. Great, helpful. Thank you for sharing that, Jeff. For owners that either need or want to sell or affiliate with a larger organization. They fit the profile of an aqua hire. What advice would you give them? You know, I would certainly, uh, I would certainly say, think about uh, this from the reverse of an of an acquirer, and uh, and instead of doing an acquisition criteria, do an acquirer of choice criteria. What would you, uh, what would you, who would you want to partner with, and who being the type of firm? The why? Why are you doing this? Is it is it to get out? That's a different that's a uh, that's a different reason to exiting the business versus I really want to grow or I want to work in a in a bigger platform in a bigger uh, in a bigger firm and to be uh, to be able to have more resources. I don't want to do the operations anymore. I'd like to just focus on uh, driving growth or practice development. 
Uh, and so the, the why and then what type of organization do you think is a good fit for you? Uh, and then when you've got that nailed down to a degree, uh, you know, build your network, talk to industry deal makers, attorneys, consultants, investment bankers. Uh, you know, I, uh, the, our recent deal that closed at the end of the year introduced to us by Tobin Leff, we, uh, I met the team, I met you, David, through a different deal that didn't go through, but uh, it, you came back around and I built that relationship. And, and, uh, and so that's really important is to have relationships with folks like you to say, uh, you have a client and this is a good fit uh, based off of a relationship that we built uh, in, in a different situation. So uh, definitely build your, um, build your network, uh, let people know that you're, that you're looking. Great, very helpful. Jeff, switching to the other side of the table, advice to owners who may want to include acquisitions or aqua hires as part of their growth strategies. What would be some closing suggestions, comments you would provide them? You know, I, I think that there are, uh, you know, there are many different ways to get to the information. Uh, but it, it is going to it's going to take some research. It's going to take some due diligence. It's going to you know it's going to take education. And so how we have we've been fortunate to uh, have you worked with advisors like investment bankers, like uh, good attorneys. Uh, we're, I've built some relationships in the industry. The acquisition, or the I'm sorry, the aqua hire we did in Phoenix uh, at the end of last year was someone I had met 14 years ago at a council, PRSA Counselors Academy event uh, and had tried to acquire her firm uh, seven or eight years ago uh, and just wasn't the right timing and really happy to, to have her on the team. She's the PRSA incoming uh, national chair next year. Just a great win for us. 14 years is a long time. Uh, I'm not suggesting it's going to take that, uh, that long, but to, to go into it with why am I doing this? Very similar to the the other side of the coin. Why am I doing this? What is my acquisition criteria? We only buy profitable businesses. We only buy them in certain geographies. We only buy them uh, if they are a complement to what we have, and we have experience and knowledge of their uh, of their expertise. It gives us a top five positioning uh, in in the country. These types of criteria are really important. And and I you know a real simple thing, but it costs you nothing to uh, but time to review deals or listen to opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if you if you start to analyze and start to see uh, more deals come across your desk, take a look at them and uh, and and compare what is it going to cost me in time and energy and resources to grow a ten person practice or a twenty person practice versus being able to acquire that and then you measure the cost benefit uh, and that's why we have we have grown probably 50 percent organically and 50 percent through acquisition and you might argue that acquisition is uh, is more difficult and risky i would argue that it's more efficient uh, it, and once you can keep, you can get some momentum and, and get a team uh, to focus on the integration i think it's a very uh, a very strong uh, strategic growth opportunity. Great. Jeff, thank you. Very helpful, insightful, timely information. I know our listeners will welcome your, your input. Thanks again. Stay safe, stay well. Uh, you too. Thank you, David. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
We're now going to hear from my partner, Holt Vaughn. As mentioned, Holt owned a successful marketing agency. He joined Tobin Leff as a partner five years ago. Holt has helped a number of our clients with AquaHire opportunities. So I believe that you will really appreciate his perspective from both a buyer and seller's point of view. Welcome, Holt. Well, thank you, David. Uh, I'm glad to be here and excited to talk about this particular topic that we're, we've seen a lot of success with. And uh, it's a topic that I wish that I had known more about earlier in my career, and I'm, I'm anxious to share it with other folks. Well, as mentioned, you helped our clients capitalize on acquire opportunities, both buy-side and sell-side clients. You recently published a white paper on this very subject matter. Let's start first from the viewpoint of the acquiring or the hiring company. What opportunities are you seeing that can be realized by a growth strategy that includes aqua hires? Yeah, David, um, that's a great question. Um, a growth strategy that includes aqua hires provides a lot of positive opportunities. The, the first of which uh, right now is a very real question, and that is it gives you the opportunity to recast, to reset and reposition your firm, uh, rethink uh, who you are and where you're going, especially right now during the so-called COVID economy. I mean, this topic is, is good in any economy in terms of growth strategies for companies, but particularly now with the challenges that firms are facing, uh, it gives you a great opportunity just to rethink who you are and where you're going. It gives you opportunities to secure talent for, for that, your future growth, your dreams, your plans, uh, and, and the challenges that you, you may be facing. Uh, it gives you opportunities to add capabilities, to rebuild lost revenue. Uh, one of the great things it can do, depending on the firm you're acquiring, uh, it can gain access to new clients, a, a book of business, uh, and the talent, the proven talent, when you acquire a firm like this, you're generally acquiring someone who has proven that they know how to go out and find new business, develop that business, and, and so forth. You know, you, you can get the proverbial rainmaker uh, as part of the package uh, if, if you do your homework. Um, uh, you can also expand your geographic reach. You can open new areas geographically by targeting specific areas that you would want to perhaps grow your own brand in. Part of this is uh, it, it, it ends up being a, a growth path that can be done with limited cash outlay. There's really creative ways to do these deals that are win-win. Are so we're excited about this. Great. Shift to the other side of the table for those agency owners that may be looking for their quote next chapter, a change to affiliate with a larger organization. Why should they consider exploring an aqua hire structure? So it's interesting on both sides of the table, it, it gives that rare opportunity to, to, Think about how you're going to move forward with your life, with your business, with what you've invested so much of your heart and soul into. So it, it can provide a new chapter for you to move forward. Uh, again, it, it, it provides a, a real opportunity for positive change. It allows you to take some of the, the, the so-called chips off the table. You, you, you can have shared risk. You're not going it alone. You don't have to bear the burden of complete and total ownership. And we all know all of the good, the bad, and, and the the, the not so good that goes along with that, the pressures of ownership. Uh, 
Um, one of the things it can do is it can allow you to secure a really strong employment packages, depending on how the deal is structured again. But you can, uh, there are sinus, uh, signing bonuses that can be had, uh, down payments for the owners, uh, perhaps employee contracts for owners and key employees. Um, and again, we can talk about deal structure, but commission plans for legacy business, retention bonuses, maybe even in some cases, possibly phantom stock to be had or equity in the acquiring company. It allows you to be relieved of some of the ownership and management responsibilities and, and focus on areas of work that really energize you. So again, a big part of it is it provides you for, for a strong path uh, forward for your own career. Um, and can, if you bolt onto a bigger organization, which is generally the way it would work, it uh, gives you additional resources to grow your areas of expertise. Great. So let's get into specifics. You and I are going back and forth on each side of the table. Let's go back to the side for the buyer, the acquirer, the hire. Get into specifics. If somebody wanted to look to grow via acquisitions, aqua hires, bolt-ons, how do they go about it? Well, I, I think it's really important to think in terms of purpose and 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 not being vague. Like we all know in business, right? The clearer you can be in your vision, the clearer you can be in your brand, the clearer you can be in your path forward, the better off you are. Yes. So you begin by defining your your yeah. You begin by defining your acquisition criteria. Uh, there's a lot of things to consider. Um, things like shared vision. You you, you don't want to target someone who in the end has a, a, a very different vision than yours. Um, that, that's kind of an obvious issue, uh, but it's one that I've seen people kind of almost skip over. So shared vision is important. Culture is important. You, you, we, we've seen more and more, and, and I think in a really healthy way in the past several years, more and more attention has been given to that because it's more important than ever with generational divides and so forth that go on. So culture, you, you need to share the same values, the same, the same ethos and so forth. Uh, capabilities are, are something you need to look at. What do you need to add to your capabilities? Um, maybe you want to uh, open new verticals. Maybe you want to reach new types of clients and so forth. And to do that, you need to uh, you know, add whatever capability is needed to address that. And so you want to look at what capabilities you, you want to or need to add and, and the types of clients you're trying to reach. Um, uh, and as you do that, then that means you drill down and you look at the types of traits and skills of the people who are going to be joining your company, uh, strategic thinkers, thought leaders in a certain sector or capability, technical expertise. Um, you know, maybe you want to expand your business. Uh, so you target, you, you don't have anybody currently who's strong in influencer marketing or fintech. You can literally target those, this, you know, with great specificity, you can target those verticals, those types of people, those types of skills and expertise and add them in, uh, giving you a whole new uh, opportunity to grow your business. Um, or you can expand on existing. If you you're, maybe you're, you've got an, a social media department that is getting more and more business, but it needs to grow and you don't want to grow by adding one here and one there, you can uh, add a whole team. Uh, we've seen that before. Yeah. Um, uh, so those are some of the things you, you need to look at. And, and again, when it comes to deal structure, what kind of cash outlay, you know, less than X that you want to you want to outlay, and then you need to think about the compensation packages that you'll be offering. So there's a lot that goes into it, but you can see it's really exciting, the possibilities that it presents uh, to move forward. For sure, for sure. What would be the next step? So you've defined your criteria, you have a feel for what you're looking for. What next? 
Well, I think you, you, there's a big decision, and that is, are, are you going to do this yourself, or are you going to use an advisory group? Um, all of the aforementioned, and, and really much more, are things that an experienced advisor uh, would walk you through. So I, I, as you've thought in terms of purpose, and you've uh, created a, a, a decent kind of profile of your acquisition criteria, you're, you're looking to provide opportunities where where um, both you and the firm you're going to acquire, the talent you're going to acquire are, can move forward. To do all that while you're trying to run your business, sure, it can be done. But I think the next thing to do there, as I said, is, is decide if you're going to do this yourself or use someone like Tobin Leff or, or someone in that uh, uh, where it's within their wheelhouse to do this. Got it. Got it. Any other quick tips for the buyer, the hire? as they think through their criteria, should they do it in-house or use an advisory firm? What, what else would be key as they really work through and think through the process? Well, I think uh, always thinking kind of that combination on one hand of big picture and on the other hand, all the little myriad details that, that go into making something like this work. So uh, the, uh, on the one hand, you and your your leadership team need to have a clear vision forward and be in agreement with who or what type of talent and skills. Um, I, I don't think there's any firm that doesn't want to find rainmakers, you know, the proverbial person who's just, they were born to do sales. They just have that relationship skill and they can go out and make it happen. Um, some firms though might not be so interested in that because they've got that covered. They really need just you know, we want to open new markets or, or new geographies. How do we do that? So you, they need to get together as a team and decide those things, really organize it, really get it well-defined. And then, um, then that team needs to think about drilling down into, again, all the little detail, not so much big picture, but to make that big picture happen, you gotta, you have to cover all of those things that we just kind of bullet pointed earlier. Um, and we haven't even gotten into deal structure. So um, I, I think, just by way of you know advice consulting that's what we do i would say uh, go back to those two basic things D define that acquisition criteria and then decide if you're going to do it in-house then you got to put that team together you got to see it through and you got to make sure it doesn't take you away from your core business as you're trying to do it um you know it sounds self-serving of course but uh it's what we do it's always good to get professional help along the way and we can do that in in uh, handsfuls of different ways to to fit the specific needs. Some clients uh, have a lot of uh, relationships already, and they might want to pursue some of that themselves, and then just bring us in through uh, partway through the process. Other folks might want to do it turnkey from start to finish. So um, they have to assess their own capabilities too as they move forward uh, for for exactly the what and the how they want to make this happen. Great, great. So hold. If you would provide some tips to that owner that may want to be the presenting, the selling group, what would be some of the steps that that owner can take to explore if an aqua hire fits for them? Yeah, I, I would um, kind of, again, almost go back to what I, what I just said about the other side of the table. You have to start with the basics. So for someone wanting <clears throat> to be uh, part of a, a large organization, to be acqui-hired, as it were. Um, central to any M&A discussion at any level or scenario, the big question that always looms large is value, right? So I think you need to look at yourself. 
the way the, a, a large organization, the way that the acquirer would look at you, like what value do we bring to the table? That's the first thing I need to ask my question. And what are our talents and skills and experience? And, and um, maybe do, our, do your own SWOT analysis and learn and tweak from that. Uh, what's unique about you and your organization? What are your capabilities? Uh, do you have a book of business and strong relationships with clients? Do you have rainmakers? You know, again, what are your own strengths and weaknesses? What's your niche and so forth? And so you kind of start with the basics. And then I think number two, you should get educated on, on what typical deal structures and opportunities look like. Um, uh, to do a bit of shameless uh, self-advertising here, you know, our white papers on aqua hires and, and earnout structures and things at our resources page on the Tobin left site are a really good resource for that. And it's all totally uh, free. And the, I, I, it's just the more you know about what a deal or, or what deals in general look like, how they get done, uh, how you can, can help the process, how you can make yourself attractive, um, how to relate to uh, potential acquirers and so forth. The more knowledge and creativity you have, the better your position. That, that's the case in any business transaction, right? Um, and then number three would be to make a list of target companies. Uh, determine what type of work energizes you, who, who and what you'd like to be a part of, and, and, and go ahead and make that list. Um, and then as you make that list, you know, we have a whole process for how we go through this, right? A, a kind of a proven process that we go through all these different steps. But just in general, um, you make that list uh, and um, then you want to go after them and spend time with multiple potential suitors. Uh, make sure your visions and your, your vision and your values align and those kinds of things and, and see where those talks take you. Great. You can have, yeah, you can have those talks uh, and have them be productive if you've done number two and that has gotten yourself educated on, you know, deal structures and, and so forth. Very helpful. Well, thank you for sharing your perspective and your experience. As you mentioned, we're happy to help. We're, we're there if you want just to bounce questions off us. We can help you with the search or if you already have a potential buyer or if you're the seller, we're happy to just advise consult on deal structures and negotiate terms as holt mentioned please consider looking at our resource page there's a his new white paper on aqua hires there's a white paper on earnouts that i do believe applies to this subject matter so we wish you well we're here for you if you'd like to talk and please keep a watch out for our next episode next week we're putting out a podcast specifically on building enterprise value in today's economy. So hold thanks again. Everyone, please be safe and be well. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tobin Leff M&A podcast, produced by Hannah Vaughn with music by Holt Vaughn. Visit our website at tobinleff.com for case studies, additional resources, and to get in touch with our experts. Subscribe today and never miss an episode.